This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Claudia S. Higgins. She is a business coach and consultant for digital marketing agencies with the Grow It Group based in Ireland and works globally. An ex-HubSpotter, she has worked with over 500 agencies around the world, helping them on areas of sales, marketing, services, scaling, and growth and their businesses so they can deliver exceptional results for their clients. She has written a book called The Happy and Healthy Digital Agency and hosts a podcast called Agency Life. Thank you for joining me today. Delighted to be here and um, very envious of your fantastic podcast setup that I I believe is attributed to your wife. (laughs) Yep, I appreciate it. All the thanks to her. I may have to, you know, resource her out across the globe to build it's amazing. <laughs> Great to be on the show with a, a fellow podcaster. Thanks no for pressure. jumping on. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? So my journey, we, we, we can go back to, you know, 1973 if we like, but <laughs> I was born in the West of Ireland and um, I actually um, started a business degree when I was uh, 18, but I opted out and went off to the big city to Dublin and uh, started working for a company called, a little old company called Dell Computers. Um, instead of doing the university, I did the uh, University of Life and learned all about how a business works. It was the best six years I've ever had at really great foundation. Um, I ended up working in Ireland for two years, the UK for two years, and they moved me down to Australia. Uh, When I was in Australia, I got the opportunity to work for uh, Sony. Um, I was quite deliberate actually about that because I'd been in a job um, every few years. I like to sit down and ask myself, where do I want to be? And I'd written out the things that I wanted. And I wanted to work in consumer electronics. I wanted a company car. I wanted to be on the road. Um, And I picked Sony, the job that they had. Um, And so after a few years of being there, it was the first experience I got for understanding sales and marketing alignment. I had been such a sales girl and just sticking on the sales numbers. And one day I figured that if I brought the marketing team with me, to my client, they did all the talking and I took the order and it was such fun. (laughs) I had a great couple of years and that was the first time I got opened to sales and marketing alignment. And um, that led me to uncovering all the things that were going on at the time, which was Facebook was just kicking off for business. LinkedIn was getting some traction. And I started to open accounts and explore that whole world of what was happening online and how it was impacting people. Um, 
fast forward after six years of being uh, with Sony, I decided to uh, go out and try some various jobs. I was doing a bit of consulting, a bit of uh, sales for somebody else and just kind of finding myself. And eventually that led me to opening my own consulting agency where I was doing sales and marketing uh, strategy and uh, implementation and work for businesses in Australia that was called Get Focused. And that was 2008. Uh, so I had my own agency um, for a very, um, uh, probably for uh, about five years, I was running that business in Australia itself. And uh, one day I got a bit of a calling that I should move back home. I could see that all the tech career in um, all the businesses like Facebook, LinkedIn, Google, they were all opening headquarters in Dublin, in Ireland. And I sat down and I kind of looked at where I was. I was about to turn 40. I was in Australia. I had a, a relationship had broken up. Um, my family was very far away. My sister and her husband and her, her daughter had moved home. And so my niece. And I kind of had this epiphany where I went, I think it's time to return to Ireland. Uh, closed the agency, opened the agency up again. I got a couple of clients, was starting to work with them. That was January 2013. And then as the world collides, I got an opportunity to work inside in HubSpot, uh, building out their channel consulting program, which was where agencies would come on board. They would need to learn how to use the software, how to market themselves, how to do uh, marketing campaigns for their clients. Um, I was lucky at the same time, I actually managed to do a deal with HubSpot where I said, look, I have this agency. I would like to be a silent director in it. My friend and business partner is going to take it over, but I will just be inside in HubSpot. I'll work for you 100%, but I will have these occasional meetings about how this business is running. Um, that was a great experience because uh, HubSpot is an American software company who works with agencies, but they've never owned an agency, been in an agency. So I was able to um, look at what was going on in my business and look what was going on with agencies and be able to help on a much more sort of a rounder level. Um, I kept getting into business discussions with my agencies. They, they would ask me about, we'd talk about sales and marketing for the first six months but after six months they were like am I profitable how do I find good talent and um, how do I have good culture in my agency so that took me on a journey to actually find out who was doing a great job of running a digital marketing agency and I started to look at the best agencies generally in the HubSpot ecosystem that was sort of easy to start off with what were they doing? What were they implementing? And uh, eventually it led to the opportunity where uh, the Grower Group was putting together this merger and acquisition field, uh, a team of building agencies in the Nordics. And they found me in HubSpot. They saw the work that I was doing on business consulting for agencies. And uh, voila, that's where I landed three years ago to um, in the, just, just, just shy of three years ago, where I left HubSpot to pursue the work that I'm doing now, which is 
to help agency owners have the business that they dreamt of when they first started it, but somehow they ended up not getting what they wanted. And um, here I am today getting to talk to agency owners, help them with their business, help them with their team and their culture and uh, couldn't be happier with the work that I love to do and the impact that I have on their lives. That's awesome. And I think that kind of wide variety of experiences and uh, experiences in different uh, geographic locations around the world can really help mold a person as an individual and as a professional, because obviously you took something away from living in each of those places and working at each of those companies. And like you mentioned, HubSpot, that unique relationship you uh, you developed in terms of still uh, running your own thing and working for HubSpot as well. Yeah, I, I, I've, I remember, I think it was on the flight down to Australia, I was reading, you know, the in-flight magazine, I always read every single one of those. I don't know why, I just love seeing what's going on. And there was a quote in it that said, um, it, it was about, you, you, if you travel, you know, it's, it, to see the world, when you travel the world, it, it alters your perception. You know, you go to, you know, when you go on holidays, you go, oh, I see things differently. When you live in another country, it completely changes you as a person. And I've had that experience multiple times. I've been very lucky to live in, in numerous different countries around the world. That's awesome. And it's a little different as an adult. I mean, I came over to the U.S. as a, a child at five years old. So I was born in Ukraine and then uh, went through Vienna, Austria, Rome, Italy, and then here. So obviously I still remember that, but it's a little different as an adult when you already have kind of your value system developed and kind of who you are is somewhat molded. Yeah, that's right. So what motivates you to succeed? Um, well, at the moment, what motivates me and gets me up every morning is 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 basically the impact I'm having with the people that I work around me. Um, I, I feel like at the age of like I'll be 47 this year it took me a long time to kind of find I've been good at sales I've been good at marketing I've been good at things but the deep level of satisfaction that I have when I start to work with an agency um, sometimes couples or sometimes an individual and I can see it on their face they're struggling they're they're not sleeping well they're fighting between each other if they're a husband and wife team um, and, and really what motivates me now is to help them and hold their hands and tell them everything's going to be okay, um, because it is, um, to, to iron out those things that are very uncomfortable in their business. There's generally always some people that are causing an awful lot of disruption that the agency owner or couple have a loyalty to. Um, I help them, you know, resolve those issues. Maybe that person needs to move on or maybe that person needs to be going to another role. Um, and, and eventually over the period of a few months, I've just been lucky to work with probably about 20 agencies just inside in the grower group. So that's very individual. That's a weekly call or going on site to visit them. And um, the hundreds of agencies that I worked with in HubSpot, I had a good time with them. But the deep level of work that I do now, um, there's emotions, there's it's uncomfortable. Um, it can get very, um, there can be tears, there can be arguments. Um, but I, I know that if we stick together, the results that I see after a few weeks of them coming on and they've had some wins, you can see it in their face and their body language that they're they're happier and uh, their company's doing better they're sleeping better at night their relationships are better um 
and I, you know, I, I don't know if there's any better way in the world right now when I work through something with somebody and help them through that. Um, being historically a, quite a bad communicator, I, I was a very late diagnosed ADHDer. So I, I, I only got diagnosed when I was 35 and I realized the impact of not being able to communicate properly with the people around me due to the fact that I didn't know. Um, now I know, and now I know that I had something I have to work on. Uh, the importance of good communication that I have, I keep working on every day in my life. And also what I do with the agencies that I work with to let them know that we're going to find a way out of this. Um, that really is what motivates me at the moment, what gets me up in the morning and what keeps me going and what makes me talk to numerous agencies every single day on the podcast or as my clients or as prospects or people who just generally need help. Yeah, I think when you're impacting somebody's life and really changing the quality of life, and then obviously oftentimes there's a financial situation, it's that much more rewarding and makes it that much, I wouldn't say better, but you know, I'm passionate about what I do in terms of digital marketing. And when you have that personal connection with a client, it, it, it's a hundred times better than just a financial um, transaction. Absolutely. Yeah. To physically see them change from that uptight, you know, stressed shoulders up, wincy kind of look to, I can see when I, they come on a call, I'm like, you've had a good week. Let's talk about it. You know, uh, it's the physical benefits of that. And then the impact on the rest of their lives, because it's, it's a difficult journey sometimes being an agency owner. And there are days that you wish you had a job that you didn't have all this responsibility and when things are tough at home and things are tough in the office, you've nowhere to go, you know, and it could be really, really lonely. And um, I, I really commend, you know, agency owners out there, what they're trying to build and the business that they have and the vision that they have. And um, they're such incredible people. Anything I can do to get to them to where they need to be um, is uh, extremely satisfying, satisfactory to me. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And you may have actually answered my next question. Oh, no, did I? <laughs> your, your answer may be different, so feel free. But you mentioned that obviously you were diagnosed with ADHD and you worked on your communication. So the next question is one thing that you saw as a weakness in yourself that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today. Yes, yeah, that that was a that was a huge one because um, obviously ADHD was not a thing in um, schools or in the common language in in the early eighties, and so. If you looked at my, uh, when I was in school, if you looked at my report card, I had the classic, you know, what now even a lay person could diagnose at ADHD, you know, daydreams, has potential, doesn't apply herself, um, can't seem to focus, but then over focuses on something. So, um, you know, and for anyone that doesn't know, like, I know, I know it's a common term, but ADHD is not about um, bouncing around the place all the time. It's the, the fact that we find it uncomfortable for me personally, I'll speak about it's um I find that sometimes I have too many things on my plate and I'm focusing on lots of different things but I'm all over the place but then some days I can actually get completely lost 
in one task for four hours and then forget to eat or forget to switch the heating on or forget that I was meant to call somebody back. So how I flip that around is get very strategic about my calendar and planning things in my calendar to go, okay, you have an hour to do that. You have 15 minutes to do that. So the calendar has been really helpful um, to help me get organized. Um, But with communication, it's something... um, I personally have struggled with um, when it comes to um, explaining my thoughts because there's so many of them going on at one time um, and people don't understand that um, some ADHDers really, really do not, um, cannot cope with being bored. So let's say a normal thing like somebody might ask you, hey, do you want to go to that party or that gallery opening or that thing right and uh, sometimes a, a person will say to their friend or their partner you know uh, it's not really my thing but I'll go right and they'll put up with it for an hour two hours or whatever for definitely me and I've spoken to other ADHDers it's like a no <laughs> because we think we might be bored we don't even know if we're going to be bored but there might be a small possibility that we're bored or that we can't leave when we want to leave so we end up saying no to things and we become very um it seems like we're quite selfish um that we're not compromising that we just don't um oh god that's really unfair i would do that for you and it's like yeah well that's okay you're not going to be physically uncomfortable with the boredom because you know you can't switch off or things like we'll go to a party and we're bored so we end up drinking too much because we're just bored and we've tried everything else and we're just we end up having way too many drinks so all these kind of things that I I reflected on at the very late age of 35 when I realized oh okay and I started educating myself about um well, first of all, how to communicate. I can't go to that gallery opening because I'm going to be bored and what that means to me <laughs> as opposed to going, no, <laughs> explaining things a bit better. Um, and then the journey that's led me on to um, understand communication between men and women as well. Um, I was really lucky recently to uncover the uh, learn teachings of Alison Armstrong and she uh, started off teaching uh, about a book called Keys of the Kingdom and then she's another book called Queen's Code and um, it was actually an agency couple that recommended it to me and through that set of learning um, and I'm still at a very early stage but just learning the differences about how men communicate with women and how women communicate with men uh, has led to some incredibly powerful conversations and has totally changed my relationship with men and the men in my life over the last year. That's awesome. Yeah, I think communication is obviously one of the biggest things as human beings, because if we don't improve on it or have something that inhibits us from, you know, communicating to our full potential or really understanding or developing an emotional IQ to really understand you know, either professional relationships or, as you mentioned, uh, relationships with the opposite sex, life is that much harder. So when you figure it out in that communication space, it gets that much easier. Absolutely. It really does. Definitely something to work on. And even just understanding, um, just trying to understand. uh, One big question that I've learned, um, especially when it comes to the way men operate and what motivates them and women 
uh, the way they go, oh, why did, why did a man do it like that? He should have done it like this. But we're always striving for, for perfection and we always compare ourselves with perfect people. You know, that's that's something that women do all the time. We're, we're comparing ourselves to the perfect Instagram or the perfect cook or the perfect mom. Um, and those people are generally women. And then when a man does something that we don't really understand, we go, why did he do it like that? He should have done it like this. And it's like, like this perfect woman that nobody can be <laughs> like, hell, no, forget it. So really the big question that I've learned is like, if a man does something that a woman gets upset about, you go ask yourself, there's probably a good reason for that. And see if they can find the reason instead of going, why did you do that? Just going, try the question of there's probably a very good reason for that. Because 99.999% of the time there is, it's just you didn't ask. Yeah, good reason and different thought process in terms of men and women and, you know, people in, at different agencies, uh, I mean, ages, ages, ages. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically process information and do things differently. So, I mean, there's not necessarily one way to do something, but um, you may think somebody's doing something out of spite or whatnot, but that's the way they think they should be doing it. So what's one piece of advice you have for the audience, personal or professional? Um, Personal, um, I would say something that I've been really, I guess I say lucky enough, but I have worked on it. I I was brought up by um, a very strong, um, talented, independent woman who's um, in in a loving relationship with my father, uh, but he's Mr. Chill, he's Mr. Relax, and she's very strong. And she always instilled in me that I could um, be whatever I want to be, you know, it's uh, uh, do whatever I want to do, have the life that I want to have. And um, I've been lucky enough to um, kind of, I I feel every day that I am doing what I love and I'm doing it where I love and I do what I love. And I just came back from spending um 10 weeks in South Africa because I wanted to just take a break from an Irish winter and because I work online I was able to pick the business up and just move it down there rent my house here rent a house there and it was um fairly smooth you know fairly easy to do and um I guess some sometimes I think people you know you might want to be in a relationship you might want to have kids you might want your life to look a certain way for me I this is what I wanted you know I, I like being um independent I like being um a, a children for me is not something I um wanted in the past um, I would definitely you know consider foster in the future I was just Love, loved talking to you earlier on about your journey um, it's something I would definitely consider in the future you know and, and learn about it and I'm keen to listen to some more of the things that you've put out but um, I think there's ways of looking at your life and you can give out about it and go oh I should have this and I should have that or you can go what do I want now it's I'm here now what's it going to look like and I'm a big believer um, in designing your life your way like throw out all the rule books, throw all out all the by 30, I should be doing this by 40. I should be doing, throw out what society thinks about. So really sit down and ask yourself, who do I want to be surrounded by? Where do I want to live? How much money do I want to earn? What am I talking about? Write it all out and design it all out like a map and think about all the things that make you happy and having lived in multiple different countries and having been able to pick myself up and put myself down in another country for 10 weeks and pick it 
it up and put it back down again. It's the things that make me happy are within my control. They're the things that make me happy, like, you know, going to the gym and meditating and talking to my family. You know, of course, I had to do that while I I had to do that on uh, Zoom and I had to do that on social media and all the platforms while I was away. But contact with the people that you love your things that may fill you up, the food that you like, the activities that you like, what do you enjoy doing? You can more or less, you know, we're lucky, I'm speaking for, for you know, people like, um, you know, most of the people that I know, we, we're, we're lucky enough to be able to do that. Um, and the things that you, you like and enjoy, they're actually not outside of you. They're actually things that you can do yourself and they don't generally, you'll find that they don't cost a lot of money either. So I think personally, um, just forgetting what anybody thinks about and what everyone's judgment, because they're all busy with their own stuff, forget about it and design your life your own way. Um, professionally, um, well, seeing as I, I talk to agency owners all the time and uh, this is a new audience for me, but on my own program, I'm always talking to agency owners about uh, the two books that they should really get to transform their agency. And that's Traction by Gino Wickman, which is all about the entrepreneurial operating system. I have seen it transform agencies and and not just agencies, any business that doesn't have processes, procedures, good culture, a vision for the business, like all the components that make a successful business, whether that's a cafe, whether that's a multinational business or a digital marketing agency. So I always talk about how that will professionally change your actual business or how you run your team you could be in a corporate team and you how are you going to run your team better um and i'm going to do a shameless plug because i'm here but a happy healthy digital agency um i've over 500 copies sold which isn't a massive amount but that to me is 500 people who've got the book and um has impacted them i get lovely comments about how it's helped them have a better business and uh well at least sleep better at night sometimes because it solves some problems in their agency <laughs> that's awesome and i think like you said it's important to kind of define your own life and uh don't listen to kind of stereotype and uh, stereotypes and societal norms because you mold your life how you want to be because if you start doing the traditional things that you may not want to do you're not going to enjoy life to the fullest because you're doing what other people want you to do and what society wants you to do and that can like you said always change just because you want or don't want something now in, in a year, two years, six months, that may change and you may go a different direction and you're free to do so. But as long as you follow that kind of drive and do what's best for you, I think that's important to be happy. Yeah. And the feedback I get oftentimes say, you know, I, I, I've done powerlifting in the past. I've been, I took that sport up when I was 42. You know? Yeah. So and- I actually read an article. You got a, you got a record, right? Yeah, I've got a I've got a world record in strict curl, which is um, the S bar, and you've got to lift it up and put it down what without moving your back. Um, I've got thirty two and a half kilo. Uh, record for that and I have an Irish national record for bench press um, of 65.5 I think it is oh my goodness I can't remember (laughs) so but you know when I was growing up women above 40 were we were told once you get to 40 you're invisible once you get to 40 you can let yourself go nobody's going to look at you you're a spinster you're like all these things so you know as I was growing up there was this deadline ahead of me going and that's it 
And when I turned 40, I actually walked into the doors of HubSpot. I started a new career. My boss was 25. She'd never run a business before. I had to let it all go. I had to change who I was, my thought processes, my attitude. I changed my outfit. I changed what I was wearing. I changed, you know, not immediately, over a a period of time. And what I did was then realize that when I looked around and the comments I would get from other women and men too, and, and people online or anything that I would do that was, you know, not the norm, like powerlifting at the age of 42, like who does that? You know, when I heard other people look at that, they went, oh, I never knew you could do different things. And it inspired them. So if you're thinking about not doing something because of what everyone else thinks, think about the impact of not doing it and who you're depriving by not doing something and that ripple effect that it can cause. Even if you never posted one thing online, your energy, you doing something different, it has a positive ripple effect and every, everyone around you needs to see that. Yeah, I agree. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Um, yeah, LinkedIn, you can find me. It's uh, Cloda Higgins. Uh, Cloda S. Higgins, I think, is on LinkedIn. Um, my dad wanted to call me Samantha. My mom wanted to call me Cloda. So I brought the Samantha back for my dad. Um, Agency Life is the podcast. Our growitgroup.com is the website. And thanks a million, Roman, for having me on your podcast. It's a pleasure to be on the other side. Thank you. Thanks for stopping by. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.